Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paso Apostle Podcast. My name is Miles and I'm happy to be back again with another episode. And um, as we move forward into 2021, there's so much that is unknown, but it's also a good time to reflect, as I'm sure we all have been doing in our own lives and with respect to our community. And that's what we're going to do some of today with our special guest, Brandy. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself? And thanks for being here. Yes. um, I'm Brandy Corey. I um, was honored to be one of the first uh, people to schedule the first meetings of what would eventually become the Paso Apostle mem- Network. Uh, and that was more than 20 years ago. So wow. I am here as part of the early childhood field and grateful to be here, Miles. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And I, I have to acknowledge that I wouldn't be doing this at all if it wasn't for you in many, many different directions. So um, thanks so much for joining us. And although it's taken, you know, 22 or 23 episodes to have you on. I'm really excited that we're going to do this today. Um, as you look back um, on, I guess it's hard for me to imagine what it looks like through your eyes, but either with your work in Taos in the early childhood field or all the different ebbs and flows of programs and things coming and going, um, what does that history look like if you can kind of bring us from there up until today a little bit? Uh, it's a tall, that's a tall order, but... Um, I think, you know, in my time involved in in community collaboration in early childhood in Taos County, um, I think, you know, I have seen this amazing slow shift from, you know, 20 years ago, there were, you know, maybe 10 of us who decided that we needed to get together regularly, um, to to prevent to prevent us from competing for funds. You know, as you know, Taos County has a lot of nonprofits and and we were writing for each other's long-held grants. So that was kind of where we started with just a sense that, you know, that we needed to really talk to each other about how to support each other's programs instead of um instead of knocking each other out of the running. Um, and, and that became um, eventually a much larger kind of professional group of who's who that um, was for a long time called the Taos Early Childhood Community Network, which was not yet you know the action group that PASO has become. It was a group of people that um, that just got together quarterly to, you know, share program services. It was very informal, um, informal, but, but it did, um, attract a lot of attention from community member organizations. We had at one point, I think 70 early childhood organizations involved, um, but we just shared information with each other. We're doing this, we're writing for that, that kind of thing. And then um, in the last 10 years or so, um, <laughs> don't quote me on, on time frames, <laughs> um, no started uh, this action group, which was that, you know, we decided sharing information wasn't enough and we really wanted to work on systems change. So, um, 
so most of the Tekken at that time members got together and created a deeper structure, um, some really formalized processes around how do we um, prove the need for services in Taos County. And, you know, just by stretching each of our organizations just a little bit um, without additional resources, and then go out and find funding for those things. And, um, you know, in some of our most noteworthy successes were first steps um, at Holy Cross Hospital and Children's Trust Fund at Holy Cross Hospital. We also have the Imagination Library. And um, I couldn't name them all, but, you know, we, we got money to buy pediatricians hearing screening equipment and um and if anyone has ever seen a family portfolio from Paso a Paso those are still being distributed for from any number of organizations to help families keep all of their child records in one place um and then um most recently we supported UNM Taos taking on an early childhood residency model so that teachers in the early childhood field could work their jobs while they were learning at UNM um, and earning their degrees. Um, and that's, you know, that's just a, a smattering of the things we've done. Um, possible committed to taking on projects as there is member interest. And we do them primarily without funding initially as kind of demonstration projects. And then um, later on when we have proved a need or um, the possibility of some sustainability, getting funding and passing it off to member organizations. Wonderful. Yeah, that's a lot. And I, I, you know, it is a big question and I appreciate you um, sharing what you can in, in the short time we have. Um, we talked a little bit before. We, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that one of the, as you said about, you were just talking about, it's a big question. We get the question a lot at PASO, why are we not another nonprofit? Why are we not um, a 501c3 on our own? And, and I think it's an important question because it's one that funders often ask us. And we made a really conscious decision to not compete with our members for funding. We start projects and then we pass them off to the member organization most able to sustain them long-term. Um, and I think that's, you know, especially if you look back 20 years, that's, that is an amazing shift to say, you know, we're not going to support another nonprofit. We're going to support our, our PASO member agencies. Um, and and I, I just, it hadn't occurred to me to say that in this podcast, but I think it's an important, an important thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate you, you know, getting that documented here. Um, it's something that I've learned, you know, as I've learned more and more about PASO these last couple of years, and it's it's respectable that 
you know, holding that line is something that remains um, a part of the culture. Um, a lot of people who may have heard this podcast and heard the name Paso Paso um, may not know exactly what um, they might have a perception of Paso Paso by hearing a few of the interviews and things on the radio. Um, but there's so much going on. Um, and as you clarified, it isn't a nonprofit. It's, um, it's a name associated with a network. Um, and to bring us to that point of, of Paso and, and you sharing your insight on, on what it is and, and what it will likely remain um, in the coming years, despite what changes in our community. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, Paso as uh, the current network um, incarnation of the past work you shared, how it's structured, the fact that there are work groups and things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the current Paso is a living network. So depending on um, membership, um, who is currently actively involved, the work groups can change. Um, I think we have seven or nine right now, some more active than others. Um, but a member can at any time bring a work group and say, I'm interested in X, Y, Z can, you know, will some other members help me on this? And, um, and, and as the, as the network was conceived, people don't have to come to the regular full network meetings. The purpose of those meetings is to hear what all of the existing committees are doing, the um, the the real work of the network is to put in your time and energy on something that is important to you that is not already being done, uh, and um, and and hopefully can a uh, uh, systems change that can either resolve uh, an issue in the early childhood system in Taos County or um, eliminate a gap in service. So, um, so, so anyone who is interested in the life of children and families from, you know, prenatal to age eight, um, although some of our work groups, you know, will handle five to 10, um, the the network itself really focuses or tries to focus its effort on changing the systems at the very beginning of life so that um, there's better outcomes later on, which we know that 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 is true. Um, so so depending on member interests, um, those work groups change. Um, they some projects morph into um, um, services provided by a member organization and then are no longer a PASO work group. Um, and right now we're in this really exciting place where with new membership um, or ongoing changes in membership, we are looking at um, how relevant our uh, current mission and vision are, um, you know, we we never set up PASO with the idea that it was a one-shot deal 
And that was going to be who we were forever after. We always knew that it would be new people with new interests coming in and, you know, helping to put their stamp on it. And, you know, and I think I would also like to say about that, there are some perceptions maybe that there is one or two organizations that run PASO. Um, and PASO is entirely a flat, flat level structure. We are all equal. Um, if the only difference in membership is who is more and less active. Um, so, so, you know, if you've been wondering if you want to, or if it's just to support one organization or it's not, it's to support, if you are an early childhood professional, it's to support you. Come and tell us what you want, what you care about, join us and we'll see if we can help you too. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Brandy. Um, you mentioned a lot of things that I'd like to kind of focus on in our last couple minutes. Um, you used phrases like, um, actually, I don't know if I wrote these down or whether you said them, but I wrote down slow shift, systems change, changing gaps. Um, and also you kind of referenced collaboration. And I think that I feel as though moving forward uh, with all the changes surrounding us and within ourselves and around us in this country and, and locally, that um, collaboration and breaking down barriers and, and having that um, philosophy become even more prevalent um, is kind of inevitable and, and really what this next period may be about. Um, it's wonderful that PASO is already kind of at that place. Um, I know that it's hard to, you know, we're, we're not here to, to, to guess the future, but how are you feeling about where PASO is today, considering where it's come from and, and where it may be headed? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, um, as you just said, collaboration um, is essential for everything we do and becomes more so the more you know the more we have you know we have less resources we have um you know less time and energy and and we can do so much more if we just you know help each other out (laughs) i know that sounds really um small but it really isn't you know, is you know, if if we can just all do a little bit in support of each other, um, we are doing so much more for families than if we are just in our own little bubble doing our own little thing. And I think that that becomes increasingly recognized. You know, Paso, we have um, talked to a number of organizations um, in the state and have presented. Um, nationally about um, our model, how we do this. And there is such um, recognition of the need everywhere and how important this is um, and, you know, and, and how far we have come and how much earlier than most people. So mm. especially in grant writing, um, as things as things have progressed in my, you know, hindsight, that has become, you know, 20 years ago, it was don't compete for funds. And these days it's like, you know, the question is who are your collaborators and how much do you let them do for you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So, so I think getting funds, it's kind of essential that you have those, those people who are promoting your organization. Wow. Well, thanks a lot, Brandy, for uh, sharing all that with us today. And thanks for all the work you continue to do. Um, it's been insightful and it, it provides a lot of context for PASO uh, as it is now um, and as it was. Um, yeah, just uh, want to be appreciative and, and thank you so much for um, laying the groundwork for what we can enjoy today and and all that it has done and continues to do, uh, whether folks in the community know it or not, for uh, shaping the landscape of what's available to families in our community. I thank you so much for having me here. I, you know, Paso is one of the things that I am proudest of in my career, and um, and I just have to ask you, what's the <laughs> miles? <laughs> what's the what? I'm asking you to just tell everybody what the email is so that they can get in touch when they want to join the Paso Apaso Network. Oh, definitely. Yeah, just pasotaos uh, at gmail.com, P-A-S-O-T-A-O-S at gmail.com or pasotaos.org. And there's a contact page there. If you don't use email, you can go to the website or any Thanks. social media. Yeah. Thank you, Miles. All right. Thank you, Brandy. I appreciate it and, uh, and have a wonderful day. and, and, and um, Thanks for sharing all that, and, and uh, we'll speak again soon. Great. Thank you. All right. Paso a Paso <laughs> Podcast. Yeah.